Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolHunterTalk.com. Uh, hello, Allie. Hey, Dwayne. How's it going? It is Wednesday again. It's funny, like when I do my other podcast, it's the lunchtime chat with Allie on Thursday. So I'm like, it's Thursday again. Like every time, you know, inevitably the weeks just keep rolling on and it's the same day every week, right? Yeah, well, at least we got another day, I guess, right? I just wrote that on my post. You know, um, I posted this morning. I, I so You know how sometimes on your Facebook timelines come up and you said something a year ago or five years ago? And there was a really kind of nice quote by the Dalai Lama, but it was really more about how we have to appreciate the days as we as they come to us. Not always, you know, today I'm going to be miserable because tomorrow I'll be in a better mood. No, it's like every day is a gift, right? We have to appreciate every day we have. And, you know, 9-11 yesterday and everyone's somber and I get it and something to remember. But we don't have to be sad and upset forever over something like this. We should remember it, but not let it affect our emotions and stay positive, and that's the important thing. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, so uh, we, have, we got a, a neat topic today uh, with regards to uh, finishing strong, uh, taking that first quarter strength, hopefully that we have and or had, and then uh, finishing the fourth quarter with that same amount of strength, if not if not more. Yeah. And and let's let. Why don't you talk? Why don't you point that out? Like you know, I love what you're saying, and I just want the listeners to understand, like. What is first quarter strength? Like, what do you mean by that? And I know what you mean, but I want you to get the listeners to really get it. Yeah, well, most of us by that time had finished at least a few days off through the holidays and were rested and were ready to go. And we hit the new year with, uh, you know, some goals and and a lot of vigor sometimes. And throughout, throughout the year, when we're not meeting our our goals or we're not making the things that we, you know, should be doing or we get, you know, we procrastinate and we get behind or whatever it is, we start to lose that, that momentum. Uh, we start to lose that, uh, that, I don't know, that vigor that we had in, in, in the first quarter, like this is going to be the year that I'm going to do it. Right. And then it just fizzles out. And then by fourth quarter, you're like, you know what, what's the use? I'll just, I'll wait until, you know, the end of the year, yeah. make new goals and start all over again. And it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of these shows, but sometimes I watch, you know, like pieces I've seen of like the great, the biggest loser, I think it was called, where people are like losing weight and each week they have a challenge and then they weigh in and the one with the most lost weight wins for that week. And uh, inevitably there's always that guy or that girl that, you know, is working their butt off, but they don't see the loss right they they dieted they exercised they didn't cheat they really did it all right and maybe they went down a half a pound and then you get that other person who cheated a little and they got you know 40 pounds you know and and so so that's it's very easy to get demotivated when you don't see immediate results all the time and I think that's going to be a big thing about our call today is to make sure that people don't um get demotivated too easy or give up hope and that's why I love this call because it's a little, this, what is it, um, it's September, so we have September, the middle, you know, let's say October, November, December, three and a half months of, of you know, really we could be growing or building or making money or whatever. Right, and, you know, uh, I, I liken it to um, what you had said with regards to the biggest loser. You know, that person did everything right, but what they didn't take into account is what you said, the underlying thing that they can't see happening. And right. what do I mean by that? Well, uh, we all know the, the phrase muscle weighs more than fat. 
So right. yes, maybe they maybe they you know lost some fat, but maybe they gained that much more muscle that you know really it only looks like a half a pound down. And right. the motivating factor when understanding that is the fact that the more muscle I have in my body, the more fat it will burn because right. I have more muscle. So I I, I say all that because um, you know at the beginning of this year. I was 219 pounds, and I decided, okay. you know what, this is this is too much. I mean, I'm six one, but I didn't like how I felt, and I'm like, mm-hmm. this this is going to change. So I got onto a program. I did it for two months called Food Food Fuels, and right. I did that pro I did that program religiously. My my wife didn't like it after like three weeks because all I was eating was chicken and 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 uh, turkey, and I didn't know that there were other options. I was just following like the first week plan, and I just kept going and going right. and going. Anyway. Right, right, right. Um, you know, my goal was to hit uh, uh, 180 by okay. um, by uh, Fourth of July. Yeah. Well, I got down to 185 by Fourth okay. of July. But back in March, I started lifting, and in March I started to do more uh, cardio as well. Right. And, and just just three days a week. So I'll run on Mondays and then Wednesdays and Fridays I'll bike and I've got a road bike, but I just, I got it on a trainer indoors and I'll just do it. So like today, after we get off our call, I got 30 minutes of biking that I'm going to do. Okay. Um, so, but now I got down to 185 and I, I didn't meet that goal, but I, I could get, I could get, you know, discouraged, but I understand that there's some underlying factors why I didn't get down to 185. I actually yeah. have more muscle now. Yeah. And the muscle is weighing more, you right. know, and so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry at myself about that. So yeah. I say all of that because, you know, we're in that grind and we're doing things over and over and over and over again. And, and we've got this going on or that going on and we don't see the results right, right away. Um, or it may, but if we stop, like, for instance, if I just stop working out, I'm going to go back to being, you know, 220 pounds. Right. Um, maybe I don't see the results right now, but I do see, uh, you know, a, a few changes in my body. I am feeling a little bit better. You might not see the results in your business at this moment. Right. But, I mean, consider the consequences if you decide to, you know, totally stop, not do anything or do the bare minimum. Uh, that's going to be worse than than where you are at, when where you're at right now. So um, understand that this momentum that you had at the beginning, and that's the key, right? Um, Professor Hafner, it's Grandmaster Hafner now, uh, always said that success is boring, right? You know, because it it is a methodical, step by step approach. Barely anybody uh, becomes a success overnight. It is right. built step by step mundane tasks after mundane tasks after mundane tasks. And that's yeah. going to be the important piece is, uh, you know, we have to get comfortable with go- with going, okay, you know, I'm taking out the trash again. You know, I do yeah. it every day at this time or I do it every week at this time. Or, but, but these small things are going to make and pay big dividends later if we continue to do them. And maybe I'm kind of jumping around the board here with my thoughts and I don't mean to do that. But I, I do want to say that, it, you know, in as much as struggle is important, what's what's more important is to continue to be trudging forward um, through the struggle because you you, you got to like what's the phrase you got to move a whole bunch of dirt in order, in order to find the gold. 
Right. You know, and right. you, you could be this, this far away from the gold and then you give up. Absolutely. And there's some very famous stories about that exactly happening. You know, Rob Kiyosaki, the owner of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, bought a gold mine and the people were done. They had mined this gold for for years and they finally gave up. They ran out of money and he went in and dug another six inches down. And um, all of a sudden, bam, there he was, found gold. And it was worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. So it was six inches away or a foot away or whatever it was away from those people recognizing it, but they gave up. They exhausted, they thought in their mind, exhausted all their efforts. Um, you know, so I love what you said. Like I wrote down a thing, a few, one thing is continued motivation, right? Um, we have to somehow keep it in our heads that we have to stay motivated because that's what happens. We, you know, we run and we have a summer. And, and by the way, I, I've talked to so many school owners. They said this was a tough summer this year. For many people, depending on their area, they, they, they had a lot of people calling and inquiring, but not a lot of people committing and joining. Um, they had a lot of people that um, didn't make appointments and didn't show when they said they were going to. They did have some schools that I found that had a lot of summer special sales. And they made money off those summer special sales. However, a lot of them are not converting because it was just like, no, no, we just wanted to do this for the summer. Um, and uh, that was what our intentions were. Thanks for providing us with a great summer activity for $69.99. Instead of going to summer camp and paying $200 a week, I was able to do a few hours a week and get, get it for $69. Um, so uh, interestingly enough, that's you know one of those things where people just, that was their intention. There's nothing that we could do. Um, about it. Uh, so uh, I, I think that that happened to a lot of people, so don't get discouraged. The other thing I wanted to say, just like you said, is continued momentum, continued movement, right? Always moving forward, always doing what, what Master, Grandmaster Hafner said. Uh, you know, um, you know it's, uh, it's boring to do the same thing. I've been doing this for 28 years, you know, and I, I find myself going into my dojo. I'm very excited to do what I've been doing for the last 28 years, and um, it's just amazing to me. So, uh, it, you know, anyway, long story short, that's what you have to do. You have to stick it out and keep on working. So what, what, do, you, what do you think, you know, is a few – why don't you throw out some great ideas for people, what they should be thinking of from now until, you know, till the new year? What, what are your right. thoughts well, on that? I just quickly want to confirm that. This summer was uh, tough. This summer was really tough. Um, you know, I had 44 people on the summer program and I had 13 sign up, you know, in order to even get 50%, it would have been 22. Um, and so just, that was, that was, uh, disheartening. So I, I get it, but, um, you know, there's still opportunities out there. So what do I mean? Uh, and we talked about this on one of our calls about marketing for right now, which is still back to school. There's still an opportunity right. for back to school. There's an opportunity for some sort of, uh, uh, bully prevention, something or other, with regards to uh, uh, I forget what National Bully Week is, or you know, uh, anti-bullying right. week at some time in October. But anyways, you could get some traction and do something there uh, with regards to that. Um, we talked about this before. Halloween's coming up. You have the opportunity for Halloween and those type of things. Uh, I would go out and uh, you know maybe do some uh, sort of lady self-defense opportunities and and uh and bring those people in you know because they have kids um we're yeah. still doing field trips you know um i can't tell you how many field trips we've got planned until the end of the month but right uh like every tuesday and thursday i think but anyways you know so those are those are big 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 things for us and and uh just you know just doing the follow-ups 
for those are, are going to be important. And then, I, you know, what we did was when I saw that these people weren't converting, I actually went back to our, our uh, list from last year from field trips, and I said I, I want every one of these, uh, you know, field trips called um, at least once and then texted once with, re- with regards to um, the back-to-school special. Right. So, and then we only got a few of them that were actually willing to uh, listen to us or be interested. We did get a few uh, that were like, hey, don't ever text me again or don't ever call me again. And, of course, then we t- put them on our do not call list. But, um, you know, that comes with the territory, though. Right. I, um, I, I think, too, that what we forget a lot is that, uh, you know, we're in a different environment when it comes to marketing now more so than ever, where people are, um, if they're not fully 100% interested in what you have, meaning like they're at the top percent of the buying population, right? I, I have a graph that shows the sales percentages, and right, it says the top 3% of the people who want to buy immediately, right? They know that they're going to purchase. They, you just got to give them the price, and if it suits their financial budget, they're joining, right? They've already made that decision, right? Then there's the other 7% that are very much on the fence, but they're very easily swayed to sign up and be a part of your school. Um, All they want to do is be told why it benefits them, and then they'll get involved with it, right? Then the other two positions, so that's 10% on the top of it. And then you have the other 80%, let's say 40% and 40%. Some will buy if you nurture the lead long enough and enough. The other 40 are just not interested. They, they're kicking tires. It's going to take them years before they pull the trigger and, and get involved, right? So we have to remember that it's not as easy to sell, right? So it's not as easy to nurture. So number one, I would suggest highly for people not to give up on lead communication, right? So if you have a program, which I do and I use Spark membership now, um, I'm able to text those people, email those people in bulk, right? And all I do is hit the select all and select a mass action, send them a text, send them an email, send them whatever, put them into an automation funnel where they get one email every month for the next 12 months, um, and uh, and keep nurturing those leads. But I have to say, it's kind of odd. In the last year, I must have signed up 10 of my old students from, and I say old, really old, meaning not in age, but like from 15 years ago when they were kids. One kid, his name is Max, he just came in and re-signed up. He was seven when he trained with me. He's now a college student in his 20s. So, like, there's positive in you're probably messaging and you've left a positive impact on those people. Um, why don't we reach out to them more? Why don't we send them specials on it on a quarterly basis? They can, what's the worst-case scenario, especially if it's email? They, they opt out if they don't like you or they tell you, please stop calling me, and or they throw away the piece of mail that you mailed. I, I'd rather it be email and text messaging because that doesn't cost you a penny, really. So... So that's something that we should definitely be involved with, right? And I think that it's continual nurturing. That's my marketing tip number one is continually nurture those leads. Does that make sense? No, it absolutely makes sense. And so um, what are the suggestions to continually nurture them? Um, bring bring them in for a bully thing, an anti-abduction thing. Bring them in for a special uh, gun defense seminar? I mean, like, what, what do you... Yeah, I think, though, um, I don't know about bringing them in, so to speak. Like, for example, uh, I, you know, of course, we'd try to bring them in through offering all these different things. Um, but, uh, you know, I would just keep them in the loop, right? Communicate with them on a regular basis. Continually present 
offers. You know, continually let them know that they're welcome back. Reach out and text them and say, hey, listen, I mean, I was talking to one of my old black belts. Um, I literally raised her from a kid. She's the six and a half when she joined. She's now in her 30s. We, we're still very close. We stay in touch. We're like family. And just recently, she's like, you know, I was miss, I missed the dojo. I'm like, why don't you come in and try it? And, you know, I had to nurture that lead by talking to her and say, don't worry. It's not going to be that scary. Don't worry. You don't have to do what you used to do as a teenager. You know, just come in. Spend the day with me. Do one class. And then that's it. She signed up. And she's been loving it ever since. Losing weight, getting in shape, having fun. So, but it took me getting over that fear, getting over that nervousness, getting over those humps that people put in their minds. So that's what I mean by nurturing small communications, sending out text messaging, sending out emails, sending out, um, you know, flyers, whatever the case may be, quarterly, yearly, you know, with a half-off special or whatever. Go after those uh, old students that stopped. And it could be 10 years ago. You, hey, listen, if you get one or two of them back, right, two students at – Let's say if $100 a month is $1,200, that's $2,400 a year in net income that you got off of those two students. Yes, it was only two. You know how many times, Dwayne, that I hear people say, ah, I'm not going to do those Halloween cards, man. They didn't work. I got one person from it. Well, one person is, is $1,500. Wasn't it worth paying $200 for a Halloween card and putting some effort in you? If that was an investment, if, you, if I was your investor, right, or you were my investor and you said, hey, Allie, if you give me $200, bucks, i am going to – slide over a pile of 1500 to you. Would you do it? I'd go, of course I'll do it. Like, here's my 200 bucks. Here's 400 Do it twice. You know, but people think of things in mass. They don't realize that it's all about nurturing the little things. Well, and I will say that your Halloween cards are very inexpensive. And even if it just, even if it produces zero initially, it's taking, and we don't know, again, we don't know how many people that that is the, the actual sixth step or the sixth Thing that they saw from you and now they only need one more in order to make that seventh oh yeah i got to get on this type thing so we have absolutely right. no idea uh where we're at with with that whether it be the halloween cards whether it be the uh, valentine cards whether it be um and i know you and i do this but the certificates and stuff uh yeah gift certificates at, at christmas time that we, right. that we give out to our own clients that they can give out as presents to uh um, you know, their their loved ones or, or coworkers or whatever. Right. Um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm typing to some of the people who are texting me behind the scenes saying, I can't find your podcast. And then one of them just said, I found it. It was a computer problem, so I'm saying okay to him. Great gotcha. job. Okay. You, you are a you are now promoted uh promoted to green belt in computer. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, so so you're right though, Dwayne, and it's like, okay, so we will, and this is what drives me nuts, and and I'm you know I just was holding my head. People can see me do that, but for the listeners who don't watch the video, I'm like you know, um, if you run an ad in let's say the local paper, and it costs you four hundred bucks, it's like rolling the dice at a crap table in Vegas, right? You roll the dice and you hope it comes up whatever you pick, black, let's say, right? Same thing with a newspaper ad. So you're hoping that people call. Well, you, you gambled on the 400. Why won't you gamble on things that, you know, could increase your brand recognition, right? If, if I have 100 of my students giving out 30 of my passes and the 30 trick-or-treaters get them in their lunchbox or their trick-or-treat bag and they take it out and they say, hey, mom, look, karate. And the mom goes, oh, no, we're not interested right now. Long Island Ninjutsu Centers. 
um, that's called front of mind awareness. I'm putting my name in their head so that maybe when the time comes, they see another one of my ads or they see us on a bus or they see us wherever. Now we are the one that comes to mind, right? So that's called brand recognition, knowing how to get people to think of who you are. So yeah, do you waste $150 on Halloween cards? Of course, because that just leads into creating a, a brand awareness, right? So for very inexpensive amounts, you could do this kind of thing. Um, and get it out there to the public. So all the different giveaways. You know, another thing that people underutilize is buddy weeks, right? I don't say do them every day, every week, every month, but maybe like every six or eight weeks, do a buddy week. Um, have, have the whole week of your classes and have all of your students bring their buddies into class. And even if you got five or ten people to come through the door and you signed up one of them, isn't it worth your time and effort? So, again, it goes back to, like, what is, it, what is one student worth to you? I mean, I don't know. Do you know what your ROI on marketing is? You, you probably do statistically. How much does it cost average to get a, the phone to ring or a person to come in the door? Do you, do you know offhand on your school? Uh, I, well, I'd have to look. Um, right, but you know the I, statistics. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So is but, it, I mean, I, even, if, even if it's 100 bucks to get the phone right. to ring. Right, and $100 is low. I think the last time I figured out mine, and, and by the way, for the people who are listening, what that means is everything that you do for marketing, every single thing, whether it be buying Halloween cards, running an ad in the paper, paying for your website, paying for Google AdWords, paying for whatever fairs and marketing that you do, and you take all of that expense throughout the year, um, let's say it's three grand, or let's say it's 10 grand, and you divide it up by the amount of students that join your school, that's your return on investment when it comes to marketing. So let's pretend the number is you spend 30000 30000 for the year, right, and you got, let's say, 70 students divided by 70. It cost you $428 to, to bring up per student on your marketing. Now, that sounds like a lot, and it is a lot, because, like, you'll, you'll hear people on Shark Tank going, like, cost of, of new client acquisition for, let's say, a a makeup or a food product or how many people rebuy your product over and over again. Um, they'll say like $20, $15 is expensive to get a customer in. But for us, a $428 investment would then in turn turn into what? A full year of tuition, which is let's say at minimum $100, $1,200 for a year. So if you got one student out of it, you'd make $1,200, right? So, but of right. course, if you paid 30 grand, you want to make sure that all of your advertising brought in at least 70 people right, or whatever the case may be. But that's how we figure out our cost of investment on per student. And I was going to quickly say we did a call on the four stats that you need to know to grow your school in 2018, uh, in 2018. And that was uh, actually, if you go to schoolownertalk.com forward slash 155, we uh, explain exactly how to do those specific stats and three other more, actually. That's awesome. Aren't we awesome? I think so. But, I mean, <laughs> of course, that's self-serving. <laughs> so uh, another thing that I would say that I'm doing is like I, you know, for years I was always in out. I was inside out, meaning that I marketed from within, but I also was very heavy on the outside in, meaning I did a lot of advertising outside to bring people through the door. But um, I, I don't know if it's me in my old age. I'm getting fed up with, you know, the general public and dealing with so much craziness that's out there. Uh, however, um, I love working with my clientele. Like, for example, another thing that people don't get, like when I think of my school as a whole entire holistic or big picture kind of thing, I'm not thinking of my students, you know, times, uh, you know, uh, the dollar amount, like I call the martial art calculator, 100 students times 10, 
ten dollars or a hundred dollars times a hundred students is ten grand. Um, I need I want to make twenty grand, so I need two hundred students. But well, you want to look at the cost per student, right? And you want to look at cost interaction, right? So for example, um, if I could, and I'm not, and I don't want this to sound just like business, but it's a really about customer service, right? So if I if I get you, Dwayne, and you're training with me, and you're having a great time training, but I say, hey, Dwayne, you should upgrade to Black Belt Club. You're going to have a better time training. You may say, okay. And then now your cost of income, my cost of income went up on per capita or per student, but I also am giving you a better experience, right, because you're more involved. And if I say, Dwayne, you should wear the new TriStar shirt. Um, it's kind of cool. Check it out. You know, now you're like, yeah, I love wearing my dojo shirts. And now you're selling five or six shirts a year. Now you're like, wow, you know, and you're, and you're bringing up that student income per, per student. Um, but here's the thing, though. It sounds like it's self-serving because we're making money on all of this stuff. But really, like if it, I'm, a, I'm an o- owner of a new car, right? I just bought the Tesla P, P90, right, the sedan. And um, I love it. It's like I, I'm in like a new group of people, right? Like I want the Tesla shirt and they make you buy everything, damn it. Like I, I just paid, you know, X amount of dollars for a car and I didn't even get a free T-shirt. I'm like, can you get me a free T-shirt? They're like, I'm sorry, sir. You have to go to our merchandising department and purchase one online. I'm like, my, my fiance is like, you're kidding me. Like, you spent all that money, they won't even give you a freaking T-shirt. But, like, I want the T-shirt. It's a cool symbol, you know. So, like, um, I, it's my experience, right? I don't have to have a T-shirt. Tesla doesn't care. But if I buy it, I'm part of that core group. We miss out on a lot of these opportunities. Like, we don't get people to understand that. And, and that's marketing. I'm talking marketing right now. This is marketing. This is from the inside out. How You have to ask yourself as a school owner, how many – opportunities are staring you in the face at this moment in time that you're so you're you're losing out on and missing out on because you're so much looking at the stuff in the mountains out far away and you're not seeing like what's right under you like could you sell a private lesson to half of your population right you know if they they all want to learn and get better could you just talk to some of them i bet you no doubt they would buy that private lesson because they don't make them better but why do we ignore it? That's a big problem with marketing. And why don't we not? Why do we not see the opportunities? Make, well, we did sense. that call. Yeah, it does. We did that call with uh, my clients, and you had brought up the fact uh, with the retail. You know, and we sold mm. them shirts or whatever, and they actually looked at it as a, as a positive thing, and it just they reinforced uh, the buy-in to the studio and and their connections and everything. Yeah, they. One of your moms said that. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, my son would rather wear his Dodger shirt than the baseball team or whatever team that he's on. We all went to a game or something like that, and he wore the Dodger shirt, and everyone else wore the whatever. No, no, no. They're 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 car club people, and and they right. Uh, yeah, they 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 wear their car club shirts, and their daughter goes, no, no, no. I'm wearing my TriStar shirt. Isn't that awesome? So yeah. so that's a real question. So that's marketing in a nutshell, right? So do you have any some other ideas? Because I have a few others that I'd love to give people that are really pretty much. A, missed out on well i I think i think too what we need to be doing is we need to be uh thinking about you know what our holiday sale is going to look like uh for our school um what are we going to sell what are the percentages off or how that how that how just that whole thing is going to work whether you're going to right you know have a one-day sale or it's going to be over a a period of time or what have you but that that needs to be uh, looked at and and taken advantage of right now yeah also um, the karate for Christmas type opportunity that I do every single year that you do, you do karate for the holidays type thing. Um, 
you know, that needs to be looked at and what you're going to do, what you're going to sell it for, and obviously all the back-end stuff that uh, needs to be done in order to get that done, too, because that's a that's a big one every single year for uh, for us, and, 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 yeah. and it's a decent one for you guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I agree. Like, and while you were saying that, too, let's not forget we have Halloween parties. Um, where it's not just a Halloween party that you could make income on and the kids. But again, a parent says to me yesterday, we already sold 10 spots of our Halloween party. It's crazy. I already sold five entrances to my Shi'i on December 1st, which is an inter-school tournament. Like, if you promote it ahead of time, parents are going, okay, like, oh, yeah, the Halloween party fits into my calendar. The Shi'i, yeah, let's book that up now. Like, everyone's, you know... Uh, forward thinking and forward driven right but um but i love it so like halloween party bring a buddy half price or bring a buddy for free now you get some people that may try out your class love it love being there now you have permission to market to them another great way to market to new students but inside out marketing right not like sending a flyer out into the community saying we're having a halloween party that's outside in thinking right so um yeah halloween party christmas party um turkey camp right, which is our, our day after Black Friday sale Thanksgiving camp, one day only that we do. In fact, I got to write that down and update my flyer and put it on the website, so I'm writing it in my uh, calendar here, um, turkey camp. So um, we normally get like between 18 and 25 members, and they pay like 55 bucks for the day. So um, big money, $1,500 for the day or whatever it is, $1,800 for the day. Um, you know, yeah, we also are doing uh, this October 20, no, September 23rd this month, we have a huge fair in our community. We call it the West Isop Community Fair or Country Fair. Um, there's like 18,000 people at that fair. We have a booth and we have mats and we set up classes so that everyone in my dojo comes and does a class. It's not like we have our demo team there. In fact, this year our demo team can't be there because they're at a tournament that I'm hosting on the same darn day. So I'll be oh, at the gosh. tournament. I'll be at the tournament while my team is going to be. Other people are going to be there at the fair. Um, but uh, anyway, long story short, we run a class. Nine, a ten to ten forty-five is our little and mighty warriors. So they all come geet up with their families and grandparents. We turn on the music and we run a class, and people watch our class. Then they get a fifteen-minute break. We hand out postcards. We sign people up for free lessons, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and get names and do a raffle and a drawing. So. So we're a part of that. We've been doing that for 28 years. So even if we get 150 to 200 leads and only five people join, I'm happy. You know, I'd love yeah, to get 50, 50 people. I'd be beautiful, but, you know, it's all about nurturing. And, by the way, this year I'm going to get those leads, and I'm going to nurture them to death because I have more access now through my software. I could send out an email and a text message while laying on my couch. You know, so so watching my favorite TV show, you know, Jack Ryan or, you know, Ozark, right, one of those shows, and I'm still doing business. My my fiance's like, after 9 o'clock, phones are down. We're putting our phones down because I'm like, I'm doing business, honey, and I'm watching the show as I'm running business calls and then texts and emails. But, yeah, so that was another another thing. So what, what else do you, you suggest? Yeah, I was going to say you brought up booths and such like that, you know, seeing what's going on in your community and being a part of, of, uh, of those opportunities as well. Um, you know, and I was going to ask you if you if you do do those, and you obviously you do. I guess my question is I used to do those a lot, a lot. Right. Uh, I, Allie, I don't want to sit there anymore and do those yeah. things. Am I, ba- right. am I bad? Um, well, it's not – you're not bad. However, it is bad for the school. 
right? And I get it because, dude, I don't want to do it either, right? Like, so I had a fair last Sunday and it was raining and we, and I just found out about it at the last minute. So I texted my rack card guy and I said, could you go there and hand out rack cards because we never bought a booth, right? So he's like, I'm really sorry, Shiana, I have a graduation or I have a wedding, whatever. He couldn't do it. So I said to Nicole, uh, you know, uh, you want to do it? She's like, yeah, well, I'll go with you. And I'm going, nah, I don't want to go. I'm like, I'm just like past that point. But so what we do need to do is put together a team. So like, I'm not going to be at this, this fair on the 23rd. I'm taking one of my black belt girls who's great at boots and all that stuff. And I'm going to pay her 50 bucks for the day to be there. And I'm going to have her out there. She's a great representative, well-spoken, been training with me since she's seven. Um, so, uh, I'll have her do that. You know what I mean? And then, so we need to find, we can't ignore the opportunities because we're too tired to do them, but we have to be smart and find a way to get it done. Right? Like, in other words, I'm, I make hamburgers for a living, but I hate to put pickles on the bun. Do I just not do it? Or if I, if I refuse to do it, don't I hire someone that does it? Like, so we have to think that way. We have to think smarter sometimes. And, and I get it, dude. You've been doing this how, how many years? About 20. Yeah, I've been doing this for 28 years this November 9th, right? 28 years. Like, I wish I was retired to Fiji living on some island, but at the same time, I love what I do. And you know me, I went through a, a, a period of time, not like a small period, but like a big period of time where I was burnt out, where I, I you know, I had a lot of negative people in my school that would ruin my day continuously. So I was like, I'm going to sell it all. I'm going to sell my buildings, my houses, my rental properties. I'm going to just pack all that money away, move to my house down in Florida, um, drive my new car and be done, right? But then I realized, like, I still love what I do. So I got rid of all of these people um, that were negative, the parents and the students that were causing me struggles. Now my dojo is beautiful. I go in and people are happy. Like, look, I bought this new car. Uh, and, and again, I mentioned it a few times, so I'll just say it's a Tesla, right? And I said that before. Um, and I was nervous. Like, are people going to say, oh, yeah, my tuition is going towards your Tesla? Every single person so far, every parent that I've seen, were like, wow, we love that car. Good for you, Shion. I, I, I really am proud of you. I'm like, holy crap. Like, I thought they were going to, like, throw it in my face. Those old parents would have been like, oh, yeah, that's what my tuition is going to. You're, yeah, that's right. why you charge me. These, guys, these people, everyone, I mean, I'm sure there's some that are out there going, oh, look at him. But, um, but at the same time, everyone so far has been genuinely happy for me. And that's the environment that I have now in my school that I love. So, um, you know, so what we got to do is think about what we can get done if we can't do it ourselves. And, I, you know, I know how you feel. I know how that, that feeling is like, oh, my God, I don't want to do another booth. It's just I've been doing this for 20 years. I don't want to waste my Sunday, right? You know what I mean? We'll find the right people to do it for you and then get a crew together. Get your marketing team together of booth people, right, and parents that like mm -hmm. being out there. And, you know, put together a core little group of students that could demo at it and send them around to all the fairs in your community and make a stand and get your name out there, like really become the most famous person in your town for what you do. Yeah, makes I sense. hear you. That makes <laughs> sense. But I'm not doing it. Remember when you and I, remember when you and I met with my ex-girlfriend and you sat, because I'm like, Dwayne, please talk to her and tell her how to run her blah, blah, blah studio. And you were doing it. And she's like, I hear you. I'm just not listening to you. I'm not going to listen. Like, so, so really that's so funny. Right. And you were like, I don't know, Allie, I tried, you know, like she's crazy. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I mean, that's what we have to do. I'll give you one thing that I've been working on. That's really important. I've been a stalker lately and in trolling, they call it trolling the internet. Right. 
and I mean this in a good way so no one get upset, um, where if I'm on and I post like a picture of my kid's promotion or I post a picture of a, of a class, right, and I see like, you know, Cindy Rodriguez liked your picture, right, I'll go and click on Cindy's page and I'll find out where our connection is. If she lives in Idaho, I don't bother, but if she's right in my community, I'll say, Cindy, I'll click on it, and I'll private message her and say, Cindy, I'm the owner of Long Island and Jitsu Centers. Um, I'm not sure if you're interested, but I noticed you looked at my page and you liked it. If you want, we're offering a summer back-to-school special for blah, blah, blah. Inbox me if you're interested. Or go to our website. I've gotten like five or six people that I've driven to the website that have come in for trial classes by so-called trolling the pages and and I have permission because they're clicking on my stuff and liking it so they're not normally like hey stalker get the hell out of here they're like oh yeah I loved what I saw or I enjoyed or that's my cousin's kid or blah 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 well hey listen if you if you don't live in the area and you know someone please share this on your page and I'd send them my thing so are you then taking the picture and uploading it to your uh Long Island Long Island Ninjutsu page and tagging that person that's in the picture or people that are in the picture so it shows up on their wall no, I haven't done that, um, but I do post it on my page, and most of all of my parents that are in my dojo follow my two school pages, right? That's so okay. I'm I'm normally getting tons of likes, so I'm not like – that's annoying, though. I don't know if you have ever had that. I have a friend of mine that he tags like 100 people on every one of his posts, and that's fine, but now everyone responds, and now I have to get notifications from 100 people, so I usually untag myself immediately because if not, my inbox is flooded with notices on something that I don't want to have anything to do with. So I don't tag people in that regard, but I do – I will reach out to all the people who like it and say, you know, hey – why don't you check it out? Or if you have any interest, here's the info, blah, blah, blah. Here's my special online. And it, it's just, again, it's it's kind of almost permission marketing because they've liked what they saw. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah, but you're not sense. purposely, you're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're uploading it to your own personal page. Right. And then people are liking it from there. Yeah, and here's another thing about permission marketing. I This is in, in the inverse of it, where I give my students permission to take my marketing and share it with others. Sometimes they're like, oh, that's a great ad, Mr. Brummett's um, running. Um, you know, I wonder if he would want me to put it on my page. So I literally will ask them, please share this with whoever you know. You know, please share this on your pages. Put my banner up for my summer special. And you'd be surprised at how many people will share your link to their entire network. Now, by the way, there are ways to network with through Facebook marketing where you could take like-minded groups and put them in together with people who have liked your pages and market to them and all their friends and family, but that's a paid thing. This is stuff that I've been doing where, um, you know, I'm asking a lot of my parents to engage in the forum. So if someone says, looking for a martial arts school, I have like 20 of my moms that are in that forum. They'll just say, Long Island and Jitsu Centers, here's our summer special, and they'll tag it. You know, so I'm getting them to help me. So, again, that's inside-out marketing because I'm not shooting the arrow hoping that it hits the target. I'm literally standing there in front of the target and pulling it, right, and shooting it because they're they're – that's their job. They're helping me. They know that they're allowed to do it. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but it takes time. So if you have a secretary, make sure that they're admin on your page and have them do the trolling, right? Have them reach out, you know, and say, hey, listen, I am the manager for, you know, uh, TriStar Martial Arts. I was wondering if you'd be interested in coming in. I see that you liked our boost on page on the summer special or the Halloween party that's coming up, yada, yada, yada. 
Yeah, I'm thinking I could have my my virtual assistant do that. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! And you pay them like what a dollar an hour? Uh, I know, I know, yeah, and that's big money for them. We're in Thailand, right, or something like that. That's Philippines. Yeah. See, that's great. By the way, we had a few people like some people are like great ideas. Um, we have again, John Hackelman's on the page right now. He signed and joined in. John Hackelman is world famous uh, trainer of all the fighters. He runs the pit. Um, he's the pit master. He's a great guy. Him and I love to heckle each other back and forth here and there and on Banter. different topics. And uh, he's just a great martial artist, too, like very serious about what he does, very on point. Um, but anyway, he's on with us right now. Uh, Paul Kroll, who's a friend of mine and a client in in, um, in Michigan, said, uh, my master is helping, helping teach in my school. He's not barging um, – Barging for self-defense classes, but asking parents and students to tag it on Facebook. Oh, so he's not begging for, uh, I don't know what that word, but he's not, but anyways, he's saying that he's asking people to tag the pictures on the, on Facebook while, oh, he says not charging, not barging. Oh, say so he's not charging for self-defense classes, but he's asking them to share it and post it on their Facebook pages when he's doing the self-defense class. So I think that's a great idea. I think anything you can do to actually use social marketing. Um, and uh, by the way, social media marketing doesn't mean it's just on media, digital media, but social marketing within your school. Like if you're doing an event, let's say you're doing your Christmas party. Uh, I have this big Christmas tree with a light-up countdown, and every time someone signs up for the Christmas party, by the way, it's free, we have a, a paper cut out of a Christmas ball and we write, you know, uh, the Brummett family times three. And then we stick it up and the Christmas balls de- decorate our Christmas tree. So that's that, social. Yeah, it, that's the best social media because now someone goes, oh, I don't, oh, oh, Master Brummett's going. That's so cool. I, don't you want to go? You know, it, it's literally social media, right? It's just social, right? The most, but it's hard copy style. So it gives them living proof. Like if I'm going to a tournament, I have a list that says, look who's going. If I have summer camp, look who's going. There's a hard list where people could go, oh, Johnny's going? Oh, now you have someone that you know there. Let's let's do it. So the, a lot of that, that me, social media that we do, I don't want to say media, but social proof marketing is important within the school as well. Right. Well, it's just uh, uh, analog social. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not so what are, what, social. What are some of the things? Do you do a holiday party? Do you do anything for Christmas? Like what do you do towards the end of the year? Do you do camps and things? I, I do not. I, I don't hmm. do camps. I don't do a Christmas party anymore. Uh, I don't even do a Halloween party anymore. Um, Why'd you get I, away from it? Oh, gosh. Bah, bah humbug. Uh, yeah. Was it that you weren't getting the return on investment, meaning like people weren't coming and you were hosting this big thing? Or was it just yeah. too much work? Or Part of it. Um you know, we, we just, when we were smaller, we, we did those parties. And when mm-hmm. we grew, um, it was not as manageable. And then I just got away from it. And so I just didn't do it anymore. Uh, but heck, we used to do picnics. You know, at the end of the summer, we would do a, like a, a you know, a family picnic type thing. Yeah. And I don't even do that anymore. Right. Maybe that's my so, problem. I think, though, that's, that it could be a problem. And I have to tell you, there are certain things that I said, hey, you know what, I'm just not going to bother and then I, I look at certain things that I – and I said to myself, I'm like, look, when I – at my peak, I was, I was 570 students strong in my one headquarters school. That's the school that I teach at all the time. Um, and, uh, you know, our enrollment is like in, in half now. But I raised my prices and, and the economy changed. But sure. um, anyway, long story short, not making excuses. But I also went back and, – and um, 
Let me see where it is real quick. Let's see if I can hold. Well, I hold, held it up last week. I literally have a stack of things. Let me grab it real fast. This is this folder right here, and I'm showing this in, in the camera. This folder thick was all different marketing things that I've done at some point or another in my history and career um, to get to where I am now, right? And uh, that I only marketed, I kept that. That was only from like 1994 to like 2000. Um, so you could see that I, there was not a stone unturned when it came to getting my name out there in marketing, right? Then I built momentum and I made a big mistake as an as a entrepreneur. Um, I wish I could go back in time. Once the momentum started rolling, I stopped thinking that I needed to keep that momentum going. So I started to extract and pull back on many different things. Oh, that's a waste. This is no good. I won't do my Christmas party. I won't do my other thing. And um, it affected me because a lot of those little things, what built up the environment, what built up the growth, what got me to the point where I was busting at the seams where I could just say, hey, you 20 people, get the hell out of here. I'm not interested. You don't have the right attitude because I was so large, right? So what I, what I, did, I wish I could go back, and I'm kind of going back in time and creating this more very close-knit feeling, even with a larger group, where I'm communicating regularly with my people. I, I really have a personal relationship with all the students. I want to know what they want so that I could help them achieve their goals. And um, that's the kind of environment that I created. So I think like what you did, talk about those picnics, big deal. That's, it creates a sense of community. You know, holiday party creates that. Not, and if everyone doesn't go, that's fine. But the 80 people that did go, those people are hell. They're into it like crazy, right? You know, they love what you do. They're going to buy your shirts. They're going to be your biggest fans. They're going to talk the biggest about you. Um, I'm not saying we do this because we're going to make money out of it, but I'm saying with th those people that are most motivated are the ones that you're doing it for, right? So that's why sometimes I think we need to get back to keeping that mindset uh, in, in our business. You're almost selling me. <laughs> I know, right? Um, just my thought, like I'm seeing the changes as I start to do more of this, right? You know, a little bit more. And you know what? Like when I was more removed too, I could say that, um, like for instance, I have a dad. He's having a hard time. He can't, he's a single dad. His mom, he takes care of his kid. The mom's physically abusive from what I know because I only hear one side of the story with the kid. And the guy's falling behind on his tuition. Um, I normally would have been like, pay your tuition or get the heck out of here because I've been burned so many times before. But with this dad, I've sat with him and I'm like, dude, you know, let's get, let's get it going. Let's, let, what can I do to help? Can we keep you going for a few more months and then you pay me back, you know? And I'm just putting my faith in him. You know, he may kick me in the teeth, but I, I feel better about it because I want to help him. I want to help his kid. So, I mean, when I was not teaching as much, I didn't have that personal invest, investment. So I kind of right. could easily say that, you know what? I don't care. But now I do care because I see this kid every day. I see him care every day. So I'm back in the trenches, so to speak. But um, that's why I think it's important to keep on doing those things. And, and, and have you ever taught, Dwayne, where um, you, had, uh, you had one or two students show up to class when it could have been 20, and you're like, oh, my God, and you have no energy? But, but, right, but we have to teach for those two people like there was 25 people, right? Right. Because, right. Because of, so, like, we have to do the same thing in our dojo, have that Christmas party if only 50 people show up, or maybe do the picnic if only 80 people out of the 400 show up because – it's the 80 that are really showing you that they love you and they're, and they're engaged enough to not to put you on higher priority than everyone else. Makes it's sense. Here, Smalls. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting calls as well. People keep calling me and then my phone in my ear is saying, 
pick up the phone, blah, blah, blah. This one's called. Right. Um, so, um, but anyway, so what do you want to do? You want to close up with a few things? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the thing that I took from this is, you know, for me, I need to, I need to go back and look at the stuff that I used to do and start implementing some of those things. Um, you know, the stapled stuff that I'm continually doing, like the back to school special, the Halloween cards, the, uh, holiday sale, the karate for Christmas. I need to continue to do those. But, um, and that's why, you know, that's why I've never really done consistent uh, inter-school tournaments because years right. ago we used to do tournaments a lot. And I'm talking, I'm talking probably 12 to 15 to 17 years ago, you know, we were doing yeah. ter- tournaments a lot. And, uh, and now I, mean, I don't, we don't even do inter-school tournaments and, and, and stuff. And I have people yeah. that ask and then I'm like, yeah, we'll get to it and eh, we'll get to it. And then I just don't do it. And yeah. And you did, you did an open tournament too, where you had a bunch of schools go. Right. And I helped you kind of just format it a little, like what about four or five years ago, four years ago. And it was a big yeah, success. I, it was a, yeah, I, they were amazed at how well it ran and, and the way that right. we ran it, which was your way. Um, uh, and I just, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I don't know what it is. I'm demotivated. Yeah, and it's so. not, and I, and, and you're not though. And I, and I know you're saying that too because, uh, because you're so far from being demotivated than anybody I've ever met, but I get exactly what you're saying. It's like, that's why they used to retire people in 20 years, right? So um, Johnny, the police officer, got to do 20 years and then he'd retire out. Or that office guy or that plant manager would get the gold watch after 20 years and they'd say, go, thank you for your service. Because after that a period of time, you start, it just becomes a job. It becomes mundane. It's boring. And you say to yourself, like, am I going to, and I was asking myself this, for, you know, two years ago, I was saying like, is this my life for the rest of my life? Like, am I going to be doing this forever? And then I, I said to myself, like, look, I, and I have a lot of things in the funnel, a website business, a marketing company, um, a store, two martial arts schools, coaching. Um, and I have my fingers into everything, but I'm like, you know what? What do I love the most? My dojo. What do I enjoy doing the most? The dojo. Everything else is great, and I love the website business and marketing and stuff. But um, I, I'm focusing on the school because it gives me the most satisfaction. Um, and the reason why I do that is because then you're living your dream. It's not, it's not a job. It's a vacation every day because you enjoy it. So it's about getting back to that root and finding out why and then putting in that effort. And then you know what really inspires you is when people come to you and say, Mr. Brumman, like those two parents, do you do, when, when they talked about you and we interviewed them three or four calls ago, um, you were like, wow, I'm shocked. We were texting each other in the background, and you're like, uh, I'm amazed at how much nice things. I didn't even realize how much they loved what they did and how much they liked what you did for their kids and how important of a role you played in their life. So that's the stuff that inspires us and motivates us to continue, um, you know, going forward. So I, I say get back to the roots. I love the – that's why I wanted to focus on no, two things – Inside out marketing, what we do for our students to create them to become raving fans so that they tell the world. When, when a topic comes up like who can I pick for a martial arts school, there's 30 of your parents flying at them with, oh, my God, Mr. Brummett is the best person in the world. He changed my kid's life, you know, times 20, right? And uh, they're so happy that they're willing to tell the world about it. And the other thing is trolling the Internet and looking for people. My point is always, you know, we're on Facebook, we're posting, we're, we're putting up, you know, things and what those people click and they like it and they share your post, there's a reason for it. We need to reach out to them and say, hey, would you like to try it? 
And the other thing is communicating with your clientele on a regular basis, staying in their head, talking to them, asking for referrals, making sure they're happy, always updating their goals, et cetera, et cetera. Those are my main things. Yeah. So do you have, you have any other stuff? No, no, I just need to listen to this call uh, alone okay. and start writing <laughs> some stuff down. I just, you know, I wanted to be real with the listeners that, you know, yeah. uh, I, I usually am, am. I usually am mostly up and optimistic, but there are times, and this is one of them, where I'm not as optimistic and up as I, uh, you know, normally am. So uh, I appreciate yeah. you, uh, you know, being a part of this and letting me be real. Yeah, and also Master Mike Bodansky, who's a good friend of mine. I know him for 35 years. Um, he wrote, our back-to-school growth has been great. Selling them on street smart uh, self-defense, October anti-bullying, November annual banquet, February um, sell early, sell often. So he's got, he's also, he has a very beautiful school. I mean, it's like, it's like a million thousand square foot, the school. I'm just kidding, but it's beautiful. Gymnasium, multiple rooms, just gorgeous. I went and I taught there recently. And um, he's just a, a great overall teacher. And he's, a, he's been doing this for 40 years. He's out there teaching. I show up and I bow and he's on the floor. He's having fun. You know, his kids are so great. Like one of the little girls is, she's like, Eight or nine years old, she comes up to me and she's like, are you teaching today? I'm like, yes. Yeah. She goes, you need to tighten your belt. She says to me, I'm like, no, it, this is the way my black belt is. It's thick and hard. I can't get any tighter. She's like, no, it needs to be tightened. And then she walked away and I'm like, that's adorable. It was awesome. Um, she was so cute. But, you know, that's what he teaches them. Tighten that belt. Stand up straight. I just love the fact that they are teaching the lessons that they're learning. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, it, what, what, what he said with that line, you know, that he put in the Facebook post here is that what I got from it, he sold them, but he, but he was also pre-framing them on the things to come. And that's also what helped the sale. I think in most cases is the fact that, you know, not only are you going to get these lessons, but Hey, in, uh, in this month we're doing this and in this month we're doing this. And, and right. so he was, uh, you know, projecting this future, uh, for them, which was a, a nice reminder for me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, dude. Well, stay motivated. If you need me, call me. But I know you're motivated. I just know you're, you're, uh, you know, just, just sometimes this is the way we feel. I get it. Yeah, and I don't want to have a pity party. I, I just want to, you know, get over this and move on. You got it. All right, dude. So we'll chat later. Good call. Thanks for everything always. And we will talk in the next few days.